0: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclare here with Coach Brian I Hope everybody is enjoying their Monday so far. Start to a new week. A great opportunity to be productive. And we're leading into the start of a new month. And hope everybody's going to take full advantage of that. In the course of this show, we're going to do things a little bit different. Usually we talk high school for oh, 30, 45 minutes to an hour. And then from there, we uh, dive into the college and the pros and everything in between. Um, but then, uh, but today we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to skip around a little bit. Today, we are going to talk high school for yeah, 30 minutes or so. Then we're going to get into the college and the pros. Then we're going to get back into high school. The reason for that, we have Andrew Kywet at 1145 who will be joining us. Then after that, we're going to talk some college and some pro, and then we're going to have Leon view at 1230. So we're going to kind of skip around a little bit today, so just bear with us. We'll cover everything. We've got the W's and the L's. Boy, I've got some stuff to rant and rave about there. So we'll have a fun Monday show for you guys today. But we'll open up today's Monday show the same way that we always do, by telling you what happened over the weekend in our local boys' and girls' basketball slate. On the girls' basketball side of things, we had Grand Isle. Falling 34-10 to against First Baptist Christian, tough loss for Grand Isle, but amazing that they're able to rebuild their program and get back rolling. We talked about this a little bit on Saturday, and we actually had Toradanos on Saturday. Central Lafouche were the, one of the big winners on Friday. They got a 44-37 to win over E.D. White. The Trojans saw them earlier in the year. Quite frankly, they were not capable of beating E.D. White earlier in the year, but they're continuing to the plug away, get better, that's a big win on the road against the Cardinals. I don't know that Central LaFouche is going to be able to do enough to get into the postseason, but they've still got a long way to go to get into the top 28. But who I could care to venture right now that they are one of the 28 best teams. Um, Coach Danos and her players have done an excellent job. That's a big win going on the road and taking down E.D. White on Friday.
1: Man, it's uh second year in a row that Central LaFouche improves uh, a good bit over the, the season that's a great job by uh, Tor danos once again and man I, it's gonna be tough for them to get in but boy if they could get in that'd be uh it'd be huge it'd be what
0: two years two years two in years a row.
1: in a row that that's big time
0: yeah no doubt um and what's even more impressive is, is the fact that you know they're doing it with really pretty much a whole new cast of characters yeah. this year Bourgeois, 51, Terrebonne, 25. Bourgeois gets a big win over Terrebonne. One of the big district results in 5A was Hanville getting a 37-35. to 35 Girls basketball win over Destrehan. That's a big one. And then Coach Ashley Barba and the Thibodeau Tigers. I'm going to try to get Ashley on this week uh, because they are red hot. They got a 49-46 to 46 win over East St. John, improving their playoff positioning and giving themselves a shot. Of course, I know we've talked about this multiple times, if you're a Lady Tarpon fan, I know it's easy to say, oh, hey, hurrah. we want all the local teams to win. You ain't rooting for Thibodeau <laughs> because they're one of the teams you're competing for a playoff spot with, and Thibodeau continues to better themselves. They're up to number 26 now in the Division One non-select power rankings. They got hot at the right time, and, boy, they're playing some really good basketball right now.
1: Yeah, and, but the Lady Tarpon's at 34 right now. Man, it's, it's going to— gonna be tough, but look from 34 to 31.
0: It's not a big difference. If they yeah. win tomorrow, they're gonna jump up a couple pegs. They got a game against Lutcher tomorrow that's gonna be a huge one for them.
1: I can see a movement if they win from thirty-four to thirty-one.
0: And then you know, hey who knows Outside if, shot at thirty. I like, say if Dutchtown loses, you know, they're you're rooting against East St. John and that, like all the teams that are just above you, you're rooting against them and you're trying to to win out and, and and you're gonna need a little help, but you gotta win out. You can't yeah, lose again.
1: You're right. I think they need because regardless of what happens, if uh West Monroe, East St. John, Salmon, Thibodeau, Westgate, if all those teams keep winning.
0: You're you're in trouble. You, you can't catch them. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh four A scores. We've got Vanderbilt. Look at this, man. I don't know if you saw that score for the did you see the Vanderbilt girls
1: score? No, I did not.
0: They beat Lutcher sixty seven to four. 67 to 4 look a lot of folks were saying oh Lutcher they got 15 wins you know they can maybe go and Vanderbilt beat them 67 to 4
1: no misprint that that 4 67 to 4 well, I mean, that, that's good for the Tarpons, the Lady Tarpons.
0: Yeah, it's a great sign that you probably got a chance on tomorrow, right? But then
1: again, you don't know if people are out
0: or not, but still. 67-4. Oh. Just goes to show that when the Terriers clamp down defensively, you are going to have a hard time scoring the basketball. South LaFouge got a 51-16 to win over South Terrebonne, a great win for them. Uh, they did what they had to do against the South Terrebonne team that was overmatched. St. James beat Berwick 48-20. to Good win for St. James. We told you about Central Lafourche beating E.D. White. Patterson got a 30-24 to win over Donaldsonville. Again, these are all girls basketball scores um, from Friday night action. On Friday night we had, let's see, well, this was not a Friday game. This was a game that was actually played on Thursday. Central Catholic of Morgan City getting a 48-36 to win over Covenant Christian. Two really good teams, and um, it's Central Catholic who gets the win. We move to the boys. Grand Isle gets a 53-43 win over First Baptist Christian. Congratulations to Coach Busygaard and his crew for getting a win there. They're not eligible for postseason this year, but again, the fact that they're even competing at all is amazing. We had on Friday night, Hanville get a 77-57 win over Destrehan. Hanville bounces back after a tough loss against East St. John, putting it on Destrehan. Boy, Hotville scores some points, don't they? Every game they play, they score in uh 60, 70, 80 points. They're never winning a game 38 to 32. <laughs> they they want to push the tempo. They get 77 more against Destrehan. Speaking of push the tempo, East St. John gets an 80 to 56 win over Thibodeau. They go into Thibodeau and get that victory there. Bourgeois in overtime gets a 73-67 to 67 win over Terrebonne. We'll have Andrew Kiowit on in the next segment. We talked to Brandon Brown on Saturday. Brandon was actually more upbeat than I thought he would be. He said, hey, man, we're super close. All we got to do is get in because we're proving that we could beat everybody in the bracket. We just got to figure out a way to win close games. And he's right. You know, you played H.L. Bourgeois. It was like a top-six team, tied him at the end of regulation, lost in an overtime, Terrebonne so close. But also credit to Bourgeois. They're finding a way to win these closed games. They stay undefeated in district play.
1: Yeah, Bourgeois, man. It, uh, and again, it's like the old Bourgeois when they can shoot from far distance with them threes, transition game. They're, they're picking up their defensive intensity. They can more and more go to a full court defense where in the past, that's what they were. They, let's go full court. Uh, so what? If we give up a layup pressing you guys, we're going to come back maybe hit a three, or we're going to get a steal and a layup next time. And they just keep the pressure on you.
0: Vanderbilt boys get a 68-46 to 46 win over Lutcher, so Lutcher scores a little more than four in the boys' matchup, but Vanderbilt still gets a decisive 22-point win. South LaFouche gets a 71-35 to 35 win over South Terrebonne. Uh, you have the Saturday list pulled up there. Yes. Ellender El, beat South Terrebonne Saturday, but it was really close. Shout us out the score there. 36-29. Yeah, I got actually the book sent to me on Saturday from Cornell, and Cornell said, hey, uh, ugly win, but you got to win ugly games sometimes. Cornell, you're right. Ellender survives, but South Terrebonne gives them a scare in that district matchup there.
1: I mean, Ellender, for what they were playing, they got some big wins and only – Okay, they win, but only scoring 36. That's what what's That's surprising, the surprising
0: to me. If you would have told me that they would win 70-64, to 64, I wouldn't have yeah. been as surprised. But, yeah, the 36 does kind of surprise me a little bit. St. James gets a 65-20 to 20 win over Berwick on Friday. St. James is playing much better. E.D. White was scheduled to play Geo Next Generation. That game was canceled. Uh, Patterson falls to Donaldsonville 47-45. to 45. Gee, I can't imagine why Patterson would lose a close, hard-fought game. Uh, based on what we saw last week from them, but that's neither here nor there. Homa Christian School gets a huge boys basketball win over Haynes Academy, fifty-three to forty-five. They defend their home floor. Coach Jones' team stays red hot. And then a game that was played on Thursday, Central Catholic gets a sixty-nine to fifty win over Covenant Christian Academy. Great win for the um, Eagles who stay red hot. On Saturday, we also had, what is it, East St. John lose to Dunham, I see there. Read us the score of that one. 41-46. So, so Dunham gets a win over East St. John. Everybody in the local 5A district was rooting for East St. John there, but they're not going to get the PowerPoint that they were hoping to have. Tonight, Coach Case just sent me a text message. I'm going to make sure that I shout it out to you guys here. We've got... Central Catholic of Morgan City, who will be playing Generette tonight. The games were scheduled on the LHSA website for tomorrow. The games will be played tonight at Central Catholic. So thanks to Coach Case for sending us that note. And then we look ahead to some of the Tuesday matchups. Tomorrow we're going to be in Lutcher following South Lafouche and Lutcher. But in our 5A district, we've got Central Lafouche hosting Terrebonne. Boy, girl, doubleheader, man. That boy matchup is going to be incredible. We've got East St. John and Hanville. Big district implications there. Destrahan and Bourgeois, we don't expect too much drama there. Um, let's see, Thibodeau has the night off. We've got Ellender and South Terrebonne on the girls. The boys already played. We've got a girls matchup there. Assumption and Morgan City, maybe Assumption could get their first boys win of the season. South Lafourche and Lutcher, you would maybe favor the Lady Tarpons over Lutcher after that Vanderbilt score. The boys matchup, kind of a toss-up. In our 3A district tomorrow, we get Berwick and Patterson. We got E.D. White and St. James, huge girls game there. That's going to be a really interesting one and should be a very competitive boys game as well. We've got Patterson and Berwick, uh, should not be issues for the Patterson boys there. The girls matchup should be a toss up. And we got Homa Christian School taking on Delcom for the girls in a non district matchup. Then we told you about Central Catholic and Generate, uh CCA is going to be traveling to take on Hanson Memorial. So a bunch of interesting district doubleheader matchups tomorrow.
1: Yep, getting down to the end of the year where uh, teams are going to be making their final push. I know the girls uh, will end district sooner than the boys, and we'll get playoff time coming up real soon. So it's uh, it's time to – you know, coaches not, uh, early in the year, they said they weren't watching the power rankings, they they are now
0: for sure. Well, first off, if they said that, they yeah, were lying. But <laughs> now, now they can't
1: deny it. They, they are watching, and uh, – You want to win, and you need your opponents to win.
0: Along those same notes, we want to mention, and I I failed to mention this whenever we were going over the Saturday stuff, the Homa Christian girls basketball team clinched the district championship this weekend. Remember, we've said a couple of times here, they don't play district play. They just play a one-weekend district tournament. Well, the Christian Warriors hosted that on Saturday, and they got a couple of wins, and Coach Jamar Celestine and his team no longer have to worry because they are going to the playoffs. They got two district victories. They win the district tournament. They are the district champions. Kudos to them. They're going to the playoffs.
1: Congratulations. Well-deserved.
0: No doubt. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Andrew Coyouette of the HL Bourgeois Braves. His team is undefeated in district play, rocking and rolling, climbing up the Division I ladder. We'll have Coach Coyouette on to talk about the terrible matchup and then their week ahead, it's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
2: Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call one go danos Great jobs. Great people. That's Danos.
3: Ain't hey, no pleasure to be on Mighty Broad Day. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit JoeSeptic.com.
4: No way.
5: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano.
6: Cultivate your career in broadcasting by attending the 2024 LAB College to Career Day Conference at Grambling State University on Saturday, February 17, 2024. This professional development experience is an excellent opportunity for young broadcasters. Whether you want to be on air or off air, we have a seat for you. To register and for more info, visit
7: www.broadcasters.org. See you there.
2: The
0: absolute perfect bumper song. It is a Taylor Swift song here. Welcome back to play-by-play. Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl. Well, um, at least that's what some people would lead you to believe. I saw some questioning folks saying, oh man, is she going to get a Super Bowl ring if they went? Let's not get carried away. (laughs) Um, Let's go to the phone lines. Another coach that's chasing a championship ringer, the HL Bourgeois Braves. We have their basketball coach, Coach Andrew Kiowet, who's on the line now. Coach, we need to uh, turn his mic up. There we go. Coach Kiway, good morning. How are we doing today?
6: Good morning. Look, I'll tell you, Taylor Swift is not allowed to uh, perform at halftime. The reason why is Travis Kelsey wouldn't go in for the halftime. He would stay outside and watch her.
0: (laughs) There you go, brother. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. Look, man, your team is playing some really good basketball. Very dramatic win on Friday. You go on the road, have to survive an extra overtime period. You guys are finding ways to win. My man, still undefeated in district play. Tell us about the game on Friday.
6: Well, first of all, it was really hot in there. They had no AC, and when we played our fourth game in seven days, Uh, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And look, coach Brown has those guys playing really well. They have a tremendous amount of shooters. I mean, people think we can shoot the ball. We can't shoot the ball like they can. They have pure shooters. And, uh, it, I'm going to tell you when they, when they hit the bucket and, and drew and I were talking about this earlier, just a little while ago, you know when they hit the bucket, and and Nash Smith hit the hit the tying bucket at the end of regulation, and our kids, the five heads, went down on the floor, which I think is just a normal reaction. And you know, last year, maybe even earlier this year, that would have carried over. And as soon as they got to the bench, it was done. And then we played really well in, in the stretch run of, of the overtime. And, look, I'm going to tell you, we had uh, Chris. This was a difference in the game to me. Chris went 13 for 16 from the foul line. We had a guy go 5 for 5. We had a guy go 3 for 3. We had a guy go 2 for 2. And we had one player go 1 for 4. And you, you look at all those numbers, and down the stretch, we just didn't miss a free throw. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the way you close out
0: games and win. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about that, man. Look, how you guys come back to the reservation and take on Destrahan. I know you've told me both on the air and off the air how dangerous of a game that is because I know you like some of the talent that the Wildcats have. They now have their first victory of the season. I'm sure the message at practice today is going to be, hey, man, don't look at that record. We got to go out there and take care of business.
6: Well, the first, the first uh, line of my speech tomorrow night is play with the energy and don't take them light. They have a lot of talent. And then I, I start going on PowerPoints, and you beat a really good team and you get 45 to 50 PowerPoints. You lose to a really good team. You get 27 to 30 PowerPoints. You lose tomorrow night and you will get 2.95 points. And basically the difference – and beating you get the 25 points for a win well it's a little bit lesser of a uh, of a percentage that you're getting so you get about 24 points more difference in the in the difference in a win so instead of getting 2.95 or or three you basically get 27 for beating them and with 27 points we're going to probably fall from sixth place right now but with two point nine five, you're gonna plummet. You might end up at eleven or twelve, something like that. So, so it's obviously a must win, and uh, you know, it's just something that we got to come out. We got to play hard and play well.
0: Looking at the numbers here, Coach, I don't know that you guys could maybe get above six because Ponchatoula got a pretty nice gap between you and they, but obviously you got to play hard down the stretch to hold on to number six. Do you pay much attention to seeding, or is it a situation of man, you're just going to go wherever? But, man, I I ask that because I look at some of these teams in the teens and in the 20s, and and, heck, you just faced one in Terrebonne. Everybody down there is really good, too. I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, seating matters, but you're going to be facing a quality opponent regardless.
6: Absolutely. And look, I, I don't, I don't, I think you, I think you take care of your business and things take care of themselves. Uh, you're right. I mean, we're, if it ended today, we'd be playing 27, which is, uh, which is, I think, Bell Chase. Barb. Barb. It might be Barb. Yeah, it was Barb. And then, uh, Bell Chase was somewhere in there. Uh, Terramon was was like the seventh place team would be playing Terramon or the eighth place team whatever it was and uh, I mean so Terramon's in our realm and uh, North Shore's right there too and I know I wouldn't think we match up very well against North Shore because they have a whole lot of size. Uh, so I mean yes and no you worry about it because you know theoretically, you you know you finish the higher up you get the better seed and that doesn't always work but I agree with you I think we could play I think we could not lose another game and I don't I don't think we could get past six but we could but everything like you said from six to about eight nine ten is all close and and if people don't understand if you got if you dealing with maybe like half a power point that's that's something that you can go get and I, we're we're like more than two and a half power points behind uh, Ponchatoula. So I I don't think realistically we can catch them, Uh, but you still play the games and you try and hold on where, I mean, all we can do is try and hold on where we are, Uh, you know, beating Destran, beating, you know, the other teams, that's going to end up balancing out PowerPoint wise. I still think if you win, you generally don't move a whole lot once you enter district. I, look, I think entering district, we were seven. Now we're six. So I don't think you move a whole, whole lot once you're into district, as long as you're winning.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, man, you guys have a lot of playoff-type games coming up at East St. John. I mean, that's going to be like a playoff game. Home against Hanville's is going to be packed. It's going to be like a playoff game. Central Lafouche the same. Man, you guys have a bunch of dress rehearsals before the real thing, and I'm sure you guys are going to study those matchups and see what you got to get better at, and, and what are some of the things you guys have to to continue to do well once you get into the dance.
6: Well, look, and I, I'll tell you, and I, I asked—I don't think I've talked to y'all since, but I asked the kids after we played Hornville, and, and people see a one-point win, which look, you win however you can win but we were up 17 right at the end of the third quarter. And I wouldn't say we fell apart. We did. We, they hit a buzzer, buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter, taking down to 14. And then before we played a minute, we played a bad first minute of that fourth quarter and they got it down to nine in a minute. And then it pretty much stayed there until about the last uh, two minutes. And then they kind of ate into it. We made a couple of dumb decisions and so forth, but but I told the kids on the bus ride home because, you know, you look at our non-district schedule and all we played at home was our tournament. We played everything else on the road. And I asked the kids on the bus, I got up and talked to them, and I said, now do you see why? And, they, you know, they, that's all I said. And they were like, what are you talking about, Coach? I said, now you see why we played all those games on the road because I, wanted, I thought you had a chance. To be a playoff team, and I wanted to road test you, and and look, I you know where we've played and the tournaments we've played in, I don't think our kids could see anything that we haven't already seen this year, and I, I think we're ready to roll. And look, we still got to get better. Uh, it the the evolution never stops, and you always got to strive. You know, I was disappointed Friday night. We did, we didn't check out well. And we have been checking out much much better, so that's something that you know we got to work on again, and it's something we work on every day. But it's it's another thing to just stress about, and uh, you know stress to the kids. So I mean I, I think I think we're playoff ready, and I, I agree with you. And I, I think I think uh, you know we're gonna get even more playoff ready before it's over. Uh, you know what does winning district do for you? It doesn't do anything but guarantee you a spot in the playoffs, and you know, in our district, the district champ is going to get in the playoffs anyway with power rating. So, so it really doesn't do anything for you other than pride. But the 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 old adage of uh, um, a loss can do you some good. I disagree with. I don't think any loss is a good loss. Uh, I think you keep striving to win, and you know, and and getting better and better and better and and look I, I I said this since since we went to the state championship, I think this is one of the one of the better teams I've had at Bourgeois in the fact that they they just they expect to win and they're gonna back it up with hard work on the court. You can't expect to win and a team gonna roll over for you, but you have to expect to win and if you back it up with hard work, uh, I think that's a a really good combination right there.
0: For sure, man. Look, you were an athletic director. Uh, Did you go to Baton Rouge last Thursday? And if so, what was your feel for how things went? We went in there with expectations of of getting some big decisions made. They pulled the one-time transfer thing, and, and, and we don't vote on districting by division, at least not yet. What were your thoughts from the meeting on Thursday?
6: Well, that would have been a totally ridiculous thing if they would have voted on that and if they would have passed it. I mean... You look at college athletics, and I mean, the NIL is a problem, but but that's not going anywhere. Uh, and I, and I see I see good points to that too. I don't see any good points to the transfer policy other than if you you know you get lucky like an LSU and you get a Jaden Daniels to come in, but it's not good for college athletics. Uh, look, it, it, you can believe that is. Singularly, the, the number one thing, along with NIL, I guess two things, that drove Saban out the game. I mean, if, if we do that in, in high school, that would be the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. I think, if anything, you got to tighten up transfers and and make kids work through problems and, and stay. I mean, the the there's just too easy a movement in, in this, I guess, in this country, but in athletics is you know you got to work things out so I, I thought i thought that was a great thing they got pulled i think it's a ridiculous thing that it even got brought up that would be that would be a big uh bullet for high school athletics that that they could not handle uh and, and i'm i do not think there was anything earth shattering that past i'm a i'm a big and nobody discussed it and and a, a, It got through with flying colors and I, I don't understand the rationale for it. I think having a 28 team playoff is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Um, you know, you play 32. If, if you don't have enough teams to support that, then go, go down to 24 makes more sense than 28 to me or, or down to 16. I don't, I don't like the buy situation. Uh, You know, and look, look, I still remember Tony Clark at Thibodeau. They were 31 and beat Washita at number two. And maybe competition is the end result for a sport like football. But in basketball, you know, a a low number can beat a higher number. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I was remembering one time when we were six, we got spanked by, uh, by, by, West Jeff, who came in at 27 and beat us. We had a late-season late, uh, injury, and they came in and got us. So I, I don't understand that. I do like the fact that the biggest thing that I like, and I've always thought it was ridiculous in basketball, and it's going to be done again this year, yeah, but it changes for next year, that you had a uh, – uh, the, the better seed got the home, home game in the first round, then the second round went to who traveled least, and if ever it was tied, then it went to the lower seed. And then the third round went back to lower seed. So for next year, I think it got passed for all of, all of seeded sports. Is that it's going first, second, third round, or however many rounds you have till you get to the state tournament, where it's going to the better seed as hey, the man. game. Why? Why work hard to get a better seed? Thank you. you. know, and and that's the point to getting a six seed. I mean, normally a six is going to play if everything falls in line. You're going to play a three in the third round and have to travel. But what if that three gets upset? Why should I have to travel? You know, and that's it's ridiculous.
1: Andrew, what what are your thoughts on the uh, baseball season moving up two weeks?
6: I really don't understand that one Brian I'm not I'm not sure exactly and 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 you know back and forth they've gone and they've moved this evaluation period they have and all of that and honestly I'm not even quite sure why we got an evaluation period anymore when you've when you've moved to there's really no sports season right I mean you gotta you gotta do it the right way and open it up to everybody and make it non-mandatory but but you can evaluate the whole dog on season, and and the way we do it at Bourgeois, which I'm sure most people do that. If you're a pure baseball kid, your coach can work with you year round. Now, if you're a football baseball player, then the baseball coach isn't touching you during football season. But I, I just I don't understand the rationale for moving it up. I I don't know is it a is it a end of the school year thing because schools are ending so early now some schools are finishing their school year and earlier maybe mid-may at the latest i don't i don't know if it has something to do with that or you know when graduations happen uh, i really didn't understand the rationale to that one
1: yeah well what we hearing is the rationale rationale was uh give them extra time to make at the, end, at the back half of the season to make up rainout games
6: well, then, then uh, that agree makes sense. That. Yeah, that I would agree make with that because you know my my temporary being a baseball coach the last few weeks and having to move so many doggone games, I told people I felt like a baseball coach having to reschedule all these games. So yeah, I, then I then I think it's a really good idea.
1: But what's happening with these smaller schools where you have these baseball kids that would just go out and help and play basketball? They're gonna be losing. If you play yeah. basketball as a baseball kid, you're losing games now. Like you're right. you're potentially right. four well, games, so that could be a problem.
6: Yeah. So, and 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 you're right too, Brian. And whatever is good for one situation is going to adversely affect something else too. They had a they had a proposal, and I don't remember exactly what it was. It was it was with the uh, with the schools that had like special. Um, Programs and such, you know, maybe, maybe like a um, a drama uh, area where nobody else in the area had drama, and it might have been uh, it might have been for uh, you know an ag an ag thing or something, whatever. And they wanted to pass something that that why are these kids coming to my school and they're not eligible. Well, in, in surface, it sounds like a good thing. But if you have, let's say you have an ag program and you're only school out of eight schools in your area, well, you can go and recruit that kid and make everybody an ag student. And he happens to be a six, seven, two 245-pound uh, left tackle on your football team that made all-state last year. So, I mean, you know, whenever there's something good, there's also a negative side to it. and And in the cases, I've always said, I think, I just think we have too many rules in this, in this organization. I mean, we probably voted for 95 things the other day, and it's all in lawyer talk, and you think you're voting one way, and you might actually be voting the wrong way. Yeah. It's kind of like voting for amendments when you, when you go to the polls. You, you don't truly understand what it is sometimes. I mean, some of them are cut and dry, but some of them are really difficult to understand.
0: There you go. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Stay hot, man. Looking forward to seeing you soon.
6: Okay, buddy. Thank y'all so
0: much. Yep. There's Coach Andrew Kiwet. His Braves are playing really, really well and had to attack it from both angles there. I mean, he is the basketball coach, but he's also the A D. Sounds like um his thoughts are very similar to ours in that, you know, we got some stuff accomplished, but it wasn't this big sweeping, uh, you know, renaissance of change like a lot of people people thought that it would be.
1: And look, and he said a mouthful there when he uh lawyer talked a lot of these uh proposals and all.
0: Don't know what the hell you're voting on at all.
1: And now it makes it worse because you're there one day. It's not where you have a day or two to go to the convention and kind of figure out what, what's going on. And talking to people who, who actually put the proposal up and say, okay, what do you mean by this? Uh Some of that's lost now.
0: Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to get to the W's and L's. And, of course, obviously with that, we'll talk about some of the NFL playoff stuff. We've got Leonville coming up at 1230. We're going to have a longer segment breaking down some things that happened over the weekend. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
2: What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414.
4: Start your day off with a fresh-brewed cup of Mellow Joy, the original Cajun coffee company since 1936. It brings members to Louisiana's rich culture. Available in dark, medium roast, decaf, and full line of flavored specialty coffees. Mellowjoy is available in selected grocery stores in your area. To begin receiving Mellowjoy at your office, call 1-86-Mellowjoy. C'est le café du Mellowjoy. C'est le plus joie.
6: Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most.
3: 3T Oil Change is an efficient,
0: quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines. Brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, it's play-by-play. Welcome back. Rocking with some Hulk Hogan music here. It's the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania uh, in WWE right now. So Hulk Hogan has actually been on television and talking about his career and some fascinating stuff. But anyway, let's get to our W's and our L's here. Our first W has to go to the team that everybody suddenly is rooting against. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and, yes, the beloved Taylor Swift, they go on the road, get a 17-10 win over the Baltimore Ravens, a game that never felt even that close. They were able to keep the Ravens at arm's length. They were able to force turnovers. They were able to make things happen. They were able to make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable in the pocket. The Ravens, for whatever reason, didn't even try to run the ball. Three carries for 20 yards for their starting running back, Gus Edwards. With Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey, Swift, the whole cast of characters were written off as dead in the water earlier in the year. They're going back to the Super Bowl.
1: Man, it it seems like the Chiefs are just turning it up a notch or two right now. Kelsey, a tremendous game. Uh, They ran the ball enough, and we talked about it last week, the Chiefs' defense. You have to start giving them credit. I mean, they shut down a Baltimore team that's – Seemed like they were going straight to the Super Bowl. Nobody was getting in their way. Uh, Chiefs, they're they turning it up, man. They, they played some good ball.
0: And L goes to Dan Campbell. Remember a month ago when I said Dan Campbell was a phony? And, oh, man, no, you're wrong. Look what he – Dan Campbell is a phony. Dan Campbell is all hoorah, all fluff. It's like Coach Ed Ogeron at LSU, but and in the future he's going to lose his coordinators. One of them's going to the commanders. He's going to lose Eric Allen then how's he going to recover and replace those coordinators will be the big question. The Lions opted yesterday to not kick a field goal to make it 27-10, to 10, to go from a two-score lead to a three-score lead. <clears throat> they got stopped on fourth down. They went for it again later, got stopped on fourth down, ran the ball on a crazy play, had to burn a late timeout, just error after error after error. And I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, that's what they did all year long. When you have a chance to go up three scores, I don't give a damn what you did all year long. You're on the road. You're the underdog. Take the damn points. It was never fourth down in inches, which means it's fourth and two or three or four. You're facing a great defense. You're on the road. He was hitting on 17, playing blackjack over and over and over and busted time after time after time. You've got to make better decisions than that because you created this tidal wave of momentum that ended up swarming your team and leading you to lose. After the game, he said he didn't regret the decisions. I respect that, but at the end of the day, you have to do better. I'm so tired of hearing during NFL games, oh, analytics say you should – analytics never says you should kick. It could be fourth and a 1,000, and the analytics say you should go for it. You got to kick and get points on the road. It backfired over and over for Detroit. They outplayed San Francisco and lost because of the stupid, uh, stupid decisions that they made during the course of the game.
1: Look, you can, uh, to defend them, and I'm not, by the way, but uh, play to win the game. That's what we're playing to win. Well, getting the three points at that time of the game would be playing to win.
0: Scoring more than the other team is how you win, yes.
1: And I I just, I I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, if we'd be 14 inches where you can, but it's not, it wasn't. And... It cost them. They, they, it cost they, them. And, um, and I, yeah, look, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take criticism. He says, yeah, you're right. You will, and you deserve to. You should have kicked it.
0: I, I also like that he understands and said, hey, this might be the only chance we got. Because in the NFL, it's tough. You are about to lose your offensive coordinator, who's going to become the head coach of the commanders. Eric Allen, your defensive coordinator, is interviewing all over the place. This might have been their only shot. And for it to end that way is, is very unfortunate. A W goes to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy started off the game really poorly. Um, played better in the final stages. And then, man, he showed me some toughness with his legs. He was running and making plays and had 48 yards rushing, getting first downs. Um, Purdy is labeled as a system guy. He's labeled as a game manager. And, look, he did have a bad interception, though his arm was hit on the throw. He made some big throws and never seemed rattled. The guy was the last pick in the draft 2 years ago. The fact that he's made it to the NFC Championship game in year 1 and now the Super Bowl in year 2. Unbelievable stuff. He was 20 of 31 267 in a touchdown yesterday. I thought when he needed to, he stepped up his game and played really well.
1: He did, and you see that hit he took?
0: Oh, he was getting a, yeah, he was <laughs> he was taking some licks, man, and he and he kept on taking. Yeah,
1: showed some toughness.
0: And L goes to Zay Flowers of the Baltimore Ravens. Yesterday, Zay Flowers caught a pass at about, oh, the 10 or 12-yard line. Got up, stood over the guy that tackled him, spun the ball onto his chest, 15-yard penalty. Those 15 yards cost the team a touchdown because later in the drive, Zay Flowers catches another pass, reaches for the goal line, gets stripped before the goal line, doesn't score a touchdown. Zay Flowers, you acting like a jackass, maybe (laughs) costed your team a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You get a big, fat weekend L. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Look, it's one thing to get up and make the first down sign. It's another thing to get up and slap your chest. It's another thing to fist pump. Standing over the defensive back and spinning the ball in his chest is going to be a penalty every single time you set your team back and you were part of the reason why your team didn't go to the Super Bowl. Congratulations.
1: All this showboating, in my opinion, is getting out of hand at every level. It's enough of it. You make the first down, put the ball down, give it to the ref, get back in your huddle, and move on. It's nonsense.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Ionic Sinner beat Novak Djokovic and won the Australian Open. He gets a weekend W. Novak Djokovic is um, a schmuck. <laughs> so anybody who could beat him uh, is something that we're happy and excited about getting a win. He wins the Australian Open. A big win for him. Kudos to him. A weekend L. Oh, I've been waiting all day for this. Weekend L goes to Michael Thomas. Brian, the fact that Michael Thomas is still on the New Orleans Saints payroll is getting more embarrassing by the day. Did you see what he did yesterday? Yes, I did.
1: I didn't want to read it, but I looked at it.
0: So yesterday, Michael Thomas alleged that the reason why he got hurt last year is because Derek Carr is an inaccurate quarterback who led him into danger by leading him too forward on a pass over the middle. That's the first thing. He, second thing, he was liking tweets made by other people, hinting that Derek Carr's the problem in New Orleans. The third thing, when asked, hey, would you play for the Kansas City Chiefs? He basically said, oh, if it's in God's plan, you know, sure, I'd love to one day, whatever. Get him out of the locker room. I said this this time last year. I'm tired of this guy making headlines on Twitter. I'm tired of this guy making headlines, not catching touchdowns, not catching passes for first downs. You deal with a lot of crap whenever you have a receiver who's catching 130 passes a year like he used to do. Emphasis on the word used to do because even when he plays now, which is the rarest of the rare occasions, he's not effective anymore. The fact that this guy is still on payroll today is mind-boggling to me. Get him out of the locker room. The first thing you should do this offseason is get him out of the locker room. Go to the Chiefs. Go to whoever the hell you want to go to. Don't be in New Orleans anymore if you don't like it so much, bro. get him out of here. I'm tired of every Sunday seeing what he has to tweet That to me is more embarrassing and more aggravating than anything Taylor Swift does on the sunday. Uh,
1: look, I think his uh his time in New Orleans is done is It's a matter of time when uh not don't cut him you want to get something for him, and I'm sure they can get something for him because he does have the potential. To uh to go somewheres and put up big numbers and and do something good for a team, but uh, it, it can't be in New Orleans. It's it's done. It, yeah. It's time to move on.
0: He's the one who campaigned for them to get Derek Carr, and now in one yep. season has turned on Derek. Like get him out. You're never gonna make him. When happen. when
1: he was watching most of the season
0: with it with a ankle injury that they said mm. would last two to three weeks, and ended up lasting like two to three hmm. months. Get get a, give me a break. Weekend, W goes to Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Over the weekend, he scored 73 points in an NBA game. I know the first instinct anytime says somebody scored 73. Well, well, they must have shot the ball 60 times. He had 73 points on 33 shots. He was 25 of 33 from the field. That's an incredible percentage. 8 of 13 from the three-point line, 15 of 16 from the foul line. He also, oh yeah, had 10 rebounds and 7 assists in the game. Luka Doncic is unbelievably gifted, and for him to score 73 points in an NBA game is just absolutely ridiculous. A weekend L goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. On Friday they lose, or excuse me, on Saturday they lose. Did I get this right? Friday they lose because, oh, uh, Zion's got a boo-boo. It's the first night of a back-to-back, and, and he can't play two nights in a row. So you give a game away against the Thunder at home, lose 107-83. to Then the next night, which is the second night of the back-to-back. Zion returns to the lineup, and guess what? You get your ass kicked again, 141 to 117. Um, I'm tired of the excuses, bro. The Pelicans are now, if you look at the standings, back where they were last year in the play-in tournament range. They're not getting any better. They're not progressing. Spare me all the, oh, man, the starters have only had 40 games together stuff. They're always going to be limited in how much they play together because one of your guys on your roster doesn't play half of the damn time because he doesn't feel like it. they got two big losses. This team's not close to the best teams in the NBA. They need to do something to change the culture in New Orleans. And they won't. And they won't. A weekend W goes to LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate doing this. I've had to do this a couple of weeks in a row now. But in a two-overtime win over the Golden State Warriors on the road, LeBron James played 48 minutes, had 36 points, had 20 rebounds, had 12 assists. He's 39 years old, 14 of 25 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. We cannot like the dude. I don't. Can't deny the fact that the stuff he's doing at his age is unbelievable. He's still one of the best players in the league, despite being almost 40 years old. That was an amazing performance, beating Golden State. A Golden State team, by the way, that's in some trouble. Um, They're 19-24. and They might not even make the playoffs. Draymond Green came back. He's really not helping a whole lot. Warriors are, are a little bit in trouble there. A weekend L goes to the entire nation of Russia. You're saying, just why are you giving an L to Russia? Russia had to forfeit their 2022 gold medal in figure skating to the United States after one of their skaters, Camellia Vilevia, was disqualified for doping. The 15-year-old, granted, 15 years old, this is a child they're doing this to, was pumped up on HGH and was tested positive for a banned heart medication, which apparently they were making her take to make her heart beat more efficiently. You don't get tired as fast, whatever it may be. A 15 year old was doped up one gold medal at the last Olympics and now is not going to be able to compete at the next Olympics because her damn country cheated and tried to fill her up with steroids and get her to compete. Come on, man. Give me a break. She's 15.
1: This is just coming out. What,
0: yeah, came out today.
1: Like two years later or a year and she, a half. She
0: had tested positive at the time. And then all the appeals and sampling and resampling and everything, the final ruling came down today. She's surrendering her gold medal to a United States um, competitor who finished second and won silver. Unbelievable. Ashley Barba gets a weekend W. Her Thibodeau Lady Tigers continue to cruise. They are playing some really good basketball, continuing to climb up the power rankings. Coach Barba and them are doing this without one of their best players, Taylor Thomas, who got injured for the season with a dislocated elbow when they played South LaFouche. And they went through a stretch where they had lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of nine. But then now they have battled out of that stretch and have won five in a row, including wins over East St. John and Destrahan both. They've got a big one against Hanville later this week. And then they play Bourgeois and Central Lafouche for a team that was on the bubble. They're looking pretty good now to make the postseason. Good, good job for Coach Barber and her team for staying hot. Um, and L goes to. Just defense in general. In the NBA this weekend, it was unbelievable. Let me read you some of this, okay? On Friday, we had, come on app, Friday, we had teams score 148 points, 138 points, 133 points. Uh, We had a team on Friday score 143 points and lose. We had a team score 131 points and lose. Friday, my Clippers scored 127 points. Then we go to Saturday. Same thing. We had a team score 125. We had a team score 141. That was on the Pelicans. Team score 134. The Lakers scored 145. The Warriors scored 144. Yesterday, same situation. The Pistons scored 120. The Hawks 126. The Raptors 125. Coach, I'm sorry, bro. There ain't no NBA teams playing defensive. These teams are scoring 130 and 140 points every single game. Give me a break. Somebody lock somebody up and uh, prevent the other team from scoring. Every game is becoming like the all-star game where we're just taking turns scoring, and whoever makes a run in the last five minutes wins.
1: That's what I was getting ready to do. Uh, Look up most points allowed in an NBA all-star game because that's what – it's exactly where this is going. This is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, and frankly, it's not good for the league. The UConn men get a weekend W in a year of college basketball where everybody's just kind of taking turns being the number one team in the country and are flip-flopping. UConn established some dominance this weekend, and they got a 43-point win over Xavier. They're the number one team in the country. They're defending national champions. They're doing an excellent job out there at Connecticut. And I got to think. Just based on some of the results lately, they've got a better than good chance at maybe repeating. If you look at their last results, they haven't lost since they lost to Seton Hall recently. They beat Villanova recently, beat Creighton recently. UConn's a team that doesn't often get talked about, but they're on a roll right now and are playing at a very high level again in college basketball. Number one team in the country in Shining Bright. And L, you got an answer on the All-Star game?
1: No, nah, just the uh, individual.
0: Yeah, there we go. And weekend L goes to the men's Royal Rumble match. Did you watch the Royal Rumble? I know you said you're on the fence, maybe we're out of town.
1: You know, I watched uh, a couple of matches toward the end.
0: Did you watch the men's Royal Rumble? Uh, part of it. So So Cody wins the men's Royal Rumble. and I look, I don't have any qualms about Cody winning the men's Royal Rumble. I like Cody, I think he's really good. The match just lacked drama, man. We have Pat McAfee enter the Royal Rumble, but then never get in the ring, and then he throws himself over the top rope. That wasn't cool. We have some weird stuff. Now, reportedly, they were having to reshuffle the match because Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in it, but Brock Lesnar's been named in this Vince McMahon lawsuit, so he's not a—there's a lot of a, of a cluster, you know what, and the match just didn't flow as good as the show was, I think, that the men's match lacked. But we give a weekend W to Jade Cargill with WWE. She made her debut in the Women's Royal Rumble. Coach, she is absolutely unbelievable. They got her from AEW. A lot of folks are wondering how they would use her. She is strong as an ox. She picked up Nia Jax on her back, slammed her out of the ring. Jade Cargill is a star, and that's what my thoughts were. A star was born this weekend within the company. So let's that wraps up our W's and our L's. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to talk to Leon Veal of the Vanderbilt Terriers. His boys' basketball team is playing very well. But first, a programming note we could rescind the boil water advisory. Uh, Let's see. All custom. Yeah, so all of LaFouche is no longer under a boil water advisory. Yesterday, they had lifted it from the Gaines Bridge to the McDonald's Bridge in LaRose. Today, now, from the McDonald's Bridge on south, the boil water advisory has been lifted. So, um, there you go. That's one less thing that somebody's going to have to do when they're cooking or doing whatever. No more boil water advisory, and kudos to the water district for a job well done.
1: And the most points allowed by a team in an NBA All-Star game,
0: 196. <laughs> We're not that far away from getting nope. there in a regular season. 200, game. come on. <laughs> Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll have Leon on. To talk about his team which is rocking and rolling and fighting for postseason position. it's play by play we'll be right back after this while inventory is growing prices are dropping at golden motors come
4: to golden motors and check out the new 2023 chevrolet silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority.
3: Hi, I'm Ashley Otan with Bless Your Heart
0: Nonprofit. Please join us for Talk on the Bayou the second Wednesday of every month. Our mission is to enrich lives and inspire hope by addressing social, educational, and financial needs to support our great community.
5: DuckFab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duck system. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation, DuckFab, prides itself. And serving all of your HBAC system needs from residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial, marine, and land based facilities. DuckFab is there to serve Gulf Coast and River Region with its locations in Houma and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. DuckFab, 352 Equity Boulevard, Houma, Louisiana, 985 876 3400. DuckFab. Join the Hot
4: Sauce Express weekdays on the Rage and Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet, the Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by Later the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on The Rage and Cajun. Kelly B, 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m.
5: Jump to your feet right now. Oh! The
0: violence. Welcome the- back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey just started with Coach Brian Colley. We go to the head boys basketball coach of the Vanderbilt Terriers, Coach Leon Veal, whose team got a 68-46 to win to open up district against Lutcher. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today?
7: Good afternoon, guys. I'm doing great. How about
0: you? Good, man. Look, you guys uh, were open with the kids in the locker room after the tear bone win. You said, hey, we played Lutcher last year at their place. We were down, you know, 15, 20 points. Had to battle back. Let's not make it so hard on ourselves this year. Well, you got a 22-point win at home. Tell us about the way the kids played, man.
7: Man, uh, we, we were up and down. We started off started off sluggish with our starters. Um I kind of took the whole starting five out midway in the first quarter and came with a fresh group. Uh, I think it was just a, a mix of playing, playing at home and not being not being ready to play. Uh, that second five kind of came in, gave us a jump, and, and then we went on kind of a little nice little spurt to kind of put us a good cushion uh, to, to fill the game,
0: you know. Tell us about the luxury that it is because most coaches, if they decide to go with a line change, they're going to be putting in some JV kids and some kids that are less experienced. When you go to a line change, you're going to be putting in guys like Jalen Coleman and guys who are real weapons. That depth really helps you guys whenever you're trying to put a little spark into your starters.
7: Yeah, that's, that's something that we that we practice at uh, during practice time, I, and I think the practice before luxury. I told him I said. I'm going to need some of you guys. I'm going to need some of you guys to step up. Uh, Jalen, uh, he's been stepping up all year. Uh, guys like Carter Bennell, Rob Sandoff, Terrell Nixon, even the big guy, South Hill, uh, we're going to need them in the, in the long run. You know, uh, teams are going to game plan, uh, to shut, set the Jordans and the Jaden's and the JTs down. So we're going to need those other guys to step up. And, you know, we don't have to have a career night, just come in and give valuable minutes. And uh, keep you know giving a little spark plug
0: off the bench. Coach has got to give you guys some optimism that you're 19 and three, which is a great record. But when you look at the losses, there's an overtime game against Landry, a five point game against Brother Martin, and then a three point game against St. Thomas Aquinas. No one has been able to separate from your crew, man. That's got to give you a good feeling of comfort, knowing that hey, man, in every game you guys should be in it because nobody's been able to pull away from you all year.
7: Yeah, uh, that's the thing. We we. We preached to, to fight to the end, and and those games. Uh, let's see. I think Landry, we were down and tied it up late to go into overtime, and we had a chance to win, missed a shot to win it uh, in regulation. But the morning, I think we actually took the lead and and uh, one point lead, and they hit a big shot to uh, to take the lead back. And uh, the first time against Saint Thomas Aquinas, we just kind of we fell asleep. Uh, just. I think it was just early uh, season bug that hit us, and they and they played well to come back and win the game. You know, and I tell the kids we could easily be 22 and 0, or our record could be you know some games as country day and other games where we snuck out with a two point win or a four point win. You know, it could be uh, on the other team side. So I think that you know something that we preach that you know you got to be battle tested for us, and I and I think that's I think that's been great.
0: Guys, have a break from district on Tuesday. going and take on MLK Charter. That'll be a road game out in the city. Talk to us about the challenges there facing a non-district opponent.
7: That's what I actually was uh, just put on the film again and looking at them. They got some athletes running around there. Uh, got one kid that looks looks like a Division One player, and uh, we're gonna have to battle him. It's just you know going going somewhere that we're not familiar with, different environment. We just gotta be ready to play. You know, we can't let no outside distractions bother us. And uh, go ahead and see if we can get the W.
0: You said after the Terrebonne game that you were not satisfied with the way your team defended. You said giving up 60 points was not something that made you happy, and it could have been more of his Terrebonne, frankly, missed a lot of free throws in that game. Right. Were you more pleased with the effort against Lutcher defensively?
7: Yeah, after that sluggish start, I think I think we really locked in mentally uh, on the d- defensive side. Um you know, we got our hands on some steals. I think we had 21 steals uh, during the luxury game. So, you know, when we ready to sit down and, and mentally prepare ourselves to play defense, I think we're a really good defensive team. But we just got to get there, you know. And I, and I get mad with the team because we, we should be there from the jump, not wait till you know I got to sub you out or tell you tell you doing something wrong. You let's have that effort all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, we've talked about this with you uh, before, and now it's kind of here. You guys are in a district schedule where, coming up, you got games that are going to hurt your power rating number just by showing up. Uh, you know, South Terrebonne has a couple of wins. Assumption doesn't have any. It's unfortunate, but how do you make sure that the kids are getting better despite games that, on paper, at least, you guys are going to be heavily favored to win? Uh, that's the
7: other thing in practice. That we talk about that. We got to come in and play the same way all the time, you know. And I think. Uh, they, I think they did look at uh, Lux's schedule and saw that they were, I think at the time they were 9 and 12. And, you know, they felt invincible. Uh, but we got to, to get to where we want, we got to play the same way all the time. You know, and we talk about that uh, staying hungry, staying humble. You know, uh, I don't care who's in front of us, uh, if it was South Terrible and the L.A. Lakers or whoever, we got to play the same way every time. you know, that's the only way we're going to get better. Because, uh, the Madison Press and all those Lafayette like, Christians, they're playing. They're playing the same way. They got a little bit tougher district with St. Thomas Moore. So they're going to, if they win, they're going to shoot up. So we just got to continue to play well and be prepared for playoffs.
0: Are any of your guys getting some collegiate attention, man? We know Jalen Coleman on the football side's got a bunch of offers, but you guys have a bunch of kids that could potentially play the next level on the hardwood. Is anybody starting to get some calls or some letters? Yeah.
7: Um, uh, Jordan Jaden uh, was invited to some uh, camps over this past summer. They uh, uh, talked to the Nichols coaches, Southern and uh, Grambling, um, and, and you know it, it's just it's just a little bit different for the high school kids with that with that portal. Um, they're not being offered anything right now, but they're 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 on some radars. Uh, my good friend at Baton Rouge uh, Community College, Coach Stark. He told us, "Say, look, I can offer those guys right now, but I'm gonna continue to watch them, and you know, you know. So when they get to be seniors, then we can offer them. So they, they're on some radar, just you know, nothing, nothing official yet."
0: Yeah, for sure, no doubt about that, man. What are some areas that you guys are trying to polish up before the playoffs to let you know that you're ready? You're 19 and three, but coaches are never satisfied. What are some areas that the Terriers have to improve on to be ready for the postseason bracket?
7: It's, it's always we're always going to focus on the defensive side. Uh, just I've seen uh, Madison Prep, I've seen Lafayette Christian play. Um, they got some really good uh, guys that can go inside and out. So um, if, if if you haven't seen us, we're, we're small, you know. So we gotta make sure we're always going to be in the right spot. Make sure we're boxing out. Um, we just gotta stay polished, you know. We we gotta continue, to, continue to work on the offensive side. Uh, you know sharing the basketball, swinging the ball, you know just just continue to stay upbeat stay ready to run um you know just we're gonna work on a total package we're not gonna we're not gonna take one day off from this or that we're gonna work on the offense the defense every day and uh just keep keep trying to get better man try to try to do something school has never done in the history and and that's let's, let's get to that top twenty eight
0: Leon, when the trade was first made, you were one of the ones that said, "Man, I don't know about this Harden to the Clipper <laughs> thing." But lately, you have come around and you have said, "Man, they're rolling. They beat Boston by 19 on the road. They were up by 35 at one time. My Clippers are playing some great basketball, man. Do we have a chance to win it all?" Uh,
7: listen, listen. I think you do. I think, I think Harden and and, and I, I didn't. I really didn't think Harden and Westwood was going to be able, to, you know, share the same court, but they must have some good chemistry going in that locker room because you got Kawhi, you got Paul George, you got some of the road guys. They're playing well, man. I think I think they're my top four right now, you gotta go with Boston, you gotta go with the Clippers, Milwaukee and uh ooh and uh, whew, I at third I'm a I am i a I'm a LeBron I like LeBron, but I'm I I'm hoping my Pelicans can jump up to that fourth spot and, and make some noise, man. So uh but they they they're rolling, man. I'm 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 not. I say I'm surprised, but they got the talent to do
0: it, you know. Leon, what are your thoughts on a 22, 23 year old guy like Zion Williamson not playing back to backs, man? That that grates me, man. Especially when you got C.J. McCollum, who's like 33, who's doing it. Why are Why is Zion not out there every night, bro?
7: Man, I I I I don't know, and and I really think that it's it's just. Bad people in, in his in his ear, you know. Is he hurt? I don't know. Is he? You know. I think me. If it was me, I would want to play every day. So just that basketball is something I've always loved, and and I, you can pay me. You don't know, have to pay me anything to get out there and just play. But I don't know if it's egos. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I just I I, just, I need to, I need to see them. Play like ten or ten to fifteen games in a row together to to gel to make that run, but someone's always out, you know. So I, I really think it's just people in the there telling might need to sit this game, and you know I I don't. It it's so hard, man. They they got so much talent, but they they just like I say, they you know they might play three or four games in a row. Somebody got to sit, you know. They need ten to fifteen games just to gel more.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy, and hopefully it gets fixed. Brother, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you soon, and keep up the good work, buddy.
7: Hey, appreciate you guys. Y'all keep doing an outstanding job.
0: Thank you, buddy. That's Coach Leonville doing a great job, as always. We've converted him into a clipper. Um, no, not yet. They started off the season, and they were 3-7, and seven, and boy, every day my phone was blowing up. But now that they're 30-14 and 14 and have beaten Boston by 19 in their gym, a game that they led by thirty six. Not too many people are are texting me about them anymore. It's crazy how that works, right?
1: I'm saving my text until they lose in the playoffs.
0: Ain't going to happen. If we stay healthy, we ain't going to lose in the playoffs. But that's, again, remains a very big, very, very big if. New Orleans is going to lose tonight. They're playing at Boston, an angry Boston team. What's going on with them, man? I. I want to get excited so bad, and every time I start to buy in and think, yeah, man, hey, this team's got a, that was a great win, and then Zion sits out a game, and this player gets nicked, that player gets nicked. The last two games really got blown out in both of them. The Thunder beat him by 24. The Bucks beat him by 24. You're playing at Boston tonight. You're probably going to get beat bad again there. It's hard. It's really hard to to fully sink your teeth into this because, like Brandon said, not Brandon. Uh, Leon said, you don't know what you're going to have on any given day. It's a different lineup every game. It's a different effort and energy level every game. It's never a consistent thing.
1: Would you go as far to say it was uh, coach? I don't think. I really don't.
0: I think, I, I think, the, think it's I think beyond. The, I think the guys like Leon view. Leon What am I saying? Uh, I think think the guys like Willie Green. I'm reading Leon Vio's name. I think the guys like Willie Green. Um, but I don't know. If you're if you're not stopping something from happening, then it's it's kind of like the fourth down thing with Dan Campbell, right? At some point you gotta tell him he's playing every day. Uh and you gotta make the guys be tougher or be more ball. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that one. I really don't.
1: Do you think Zion would be pulling this elsewhere. Nope. nope. So it's organizational. It's the people running the organization that are allowing this to happen.
0: And, and you you know what's crazy? And we were discussing this before we got on the air today. And, yes, I, I'm Clipper fan by default because of James Harden. The reason why, and this this is so embarrassing that, that this is actually a thing that I could say, and I think I'm right when I say this, the biggest reason why I think the Clippers have a very good chance to win it all is so extremely sad for sports fans. It's because Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden are all on the last years of their contracts, and they know we better play hard, we better be good, we better not get hurt this year because if we do, we're not going to get big money in the offseason. The fact that that is even a thing is probably not great for the future of the league, but honestly, that's one of the biggest reasons why I favor the Clippers over some other teams because they've got incentive to actually give a crap. And I think that in an NBA where most teams don't always give a crap, I think that gives them an edge. As sad and as embarrassing as that is to say, I think the fact that they're all playing for money down the road gives them a leg up.
1: Look at the play-in tournament or uh, uh, the end-season tournament.
0: Yeah. The Lakers (laughs) are going hardcore, full steam ahead. Yes, that's that's another excellent point. Don't know that that's – again, I don't know that that's good for the NFL or the NFL. I don't know that that's good for the NBA, but – Money. That's where we are. Speaking of the NFL, that's what we want to talk about in the next segment. We know where the Super Bowl is going to be. We know who's going to be in it. we got the Chiefs and the 49ers. Let's catch a quick break. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
5: Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop, kayak, and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and sea casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. And our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1927 airline drive in Metairie
2: is knee pain keeping you from living your best life get back into the swing of things with a robotic assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau regional health system robotic assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy and this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery most importantly it can mean improving your quality of life Learn more at Thibodeau.com.
3: Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. Our in-house mechanics are ready to keep you rolling. Before you buy tires and rims online, let us put a package together for you. We have alignment and tire equipment to do the job right. Call us first. Performance Automotive and Accessories, 985-798-RIMS. That's 985-798-7467. Again, 985-798-7467.
5: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, i
0: Welcome back to play-by-play Play. here. we got one segment to go. We want to thank Leon Veal for the time in the last segment, even though I promoted him to being the Pelicans' head coach for a second
1: there. I was getting ready to call him for tickets. <laughs> That's right.
0: We want to thank Coach Andrew Kiowet for his time. Also, both of those teams, goodness, are they rolling. Bourgeois sitting at number 6 in the power ratings, and Vanderbilt is like third or something like that in Division II, uh select. So both teams have a great chance to make that surge to the top 28, and we'd love nothing more. And to have local teams playing in the top 28. Um, we figured out who's going to be in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers both getting wins. Before we talk about that a little bit, um, let's talk about the Saints offensive coordinator search because a couple of pieces have been removed from the market. The former Bills offensive coordinator Ken Darcy was named the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns today. So the Browns, who had gotten rid of their coordinator in the offseason, hired the former Bills offensive coordinator, uh, Ken Dorsey, who prior to this year, when they fired him in the middle of the year, he was doing a good job. He was highly regarded. A lot of folks said he was going to be a future head coach. The Philadelphia Eagles did something that made me so happy. They hired um, Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator. Amen. Praise Jesus. I love that. As a Cowboy fan, I think he's the most overrated coordinator in the NFL. The Bills name Joe Brady their full-time offensive coordinator, removing the interim tag from him and going into next season. So we're seeing teams that are hiring current and former offensive coordinators to be their offensive coordinator. New Orleans ain't even interviewed any that have been former offensive coordinators.
1: You know what's coming.
0: They're going to um, promote Ronald Curry from within. I hope people realize and understand oh. this that they're going to promote Ronald Curry from within. What does it? And my my shout out to my buddy Richard, because he's the one who was talking about this with me yesterday. What does it say? The fact that they're having such a difficult time filling this position while other teams in the NFL are filling their positions. It feels like to me the league is telling you loudly. And proudly, we don't want to work for Dennis Allen because we don't have a whole lot of respect for Dennis Allen and or we think he's a lame duck. This decision to bring him back was a costly one, and it's one that better to, you know, get fixed quick because you're having a hard time finding people to work with this dude right now, and it that's not an ideal situation.
1: Well, uh, if you can take your hat off because I don't want you – your head's gonna swell a little oh. bit. It's gonna blow up. You are you are right from the get go on this, as your hat flies off. My man, uh, because people don't want to come work. You're right for Dennis Allen, the situation they they not know uh, if he doesn't win, he's done, and if they come, they're done. So you better I, uh, better and, get and, an and apartment, not a house. Right? And look, you've been saying this from the get go on this. Uh, that they're going to have a hard time replacing the coordinator. And uh, it seems like they are because what is taking
0: so long? Was John Gruden never a real thing? It feels like to I'm me – thinking no. It feels like to me if you would have offered him that, he would have accepted it long ago. Um,
1: Unless they're just playing games and they have them all along. That's what I'm hoping for. Because if they're going to get from within, it's ridiculous.
0: I don't think Dennis Allen has the balls to hire John Gruden. I don't. You got a guy that's on the hot seat. You don't hire an assistant coach who's won a Super Bowl before because Dennis Allen knows if I hire this dude in week four, he's going to be the head coach of the team when we start one and three or whatever. That's part of it. And that shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't. But I think that it does. And I think that one of the reasons why – they're going to go with a younger, less experienced guy because Dennis Allen doesn't want to hire his replacement. He doesn't want to make it easier on the organization to get rid of him, and that's why we're seeing quarterback coaches and you know guys who are not actively calling plays because I think it's self-preservation from a head coach that knows, hey, it's going to be tough. But in doing that and making your staff weaker, you're making it more likely that you're not going to be any good next year, which means that it's more likely that you are going to get fired. So it's kind of like a chicken or the egg thing here. It's um, it's very interesting. And, and the names that they're interviewing don't compare to the names that, that some of the other teams who have vacancies are interviewing because I don't think their job is attractive to anybody in the NFL right now.
1: It's crazy. How much the, the Pete Carmichael situation – the Saints fired him. I think Pete Martin, call Michael probably says, "Look, I'm leaving. Y'all can say y'all fire me all you all want. I, I'm out."
0: New Orleans got one of their top scouting guys poached today. From uh, he's going to the Denver Broncos. Let me make sure that I say the name right here. Uh, they lost one of their lead scouts.
1: That's not a loss. Whoever it is. Let's see. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da.
0: Don't um, – can't find the name here. But anyway, they lost one of their lead scouts to the Denver Broncos, um, which – oh, there we go. Cody Rager, a guy who is regarded as being a potential replacement for Jeff Ireland if Jeff Ireland ever were to leave the organization um, and is very positively regarded around the NFL. So he's going off to Denver. And, um, I mean, like you said, the Saints haven't exactly been killing it in the draft. That, that,
1: lately. Yeah, the scouting with the draft uh, now – Scott on the part may have done their job is to get this one, and D.A. and Mickey said, no, we're going here.
0: It's going to be interesting. Every day that passes that they don't have their offensive coordinator, it, it, it gets a little bit more and more dicey. The Super Bowl is going to be the Swift Bowl. You got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the 49ers. First and foremost, let's get to the most important piece of this. On Saturday, Taylor Swift has a concert in Japan. Will she be able to make it back to Las Vegas in time for the Super Bowl on Sunday? That's, that's the most important piece of news that we have. Like, she's, she's going to be there, right? It's going to take a lot of extensive travel. She's going to have to circle the globe, but Taylor's going to be there, right? Oh. How will we even be able to play yeah. the game if she's not?
1: We're going to delay the kickoff time.
0: I, I would be okay with that, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so we, we're both in agreement there that Taylor's going to be back. Are we both in agreement? Because I think Kansas City should be favored to win the game, and they're not. Do you think that Kansas City should be favored? Looking at it from afar, I look at the Chiefs' defense right now playing at an extremely high level. I look at Mahomes and say, well, Detroit was able to throw the ball pretty well against them. I think Mahomes is going to carve them up early, and I haven't broken down the matchup fully. Early, I think that the Chiefs should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and early, they are my pick to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I think the Chiefs are playing better right now. The um, 49ers are uh, inconsistent. They they uh, they could have lost both games.
0: What were the Ravens like, doing yesterday? Why didn't the Ravens run the ball? You get to the damn AFC Championship game being this ground-and-pound, run-it team, and they threw the ball 37 times, ran it only 16. And, and, yeah, I get it. Some of it was because they were losing, but – Maybe the reason why you were losing is because you weren't doing the stuff that got you there. Their running back, Gus Edwards, who's a really, really good running back, had, you know, 11, the 13 touchdowns, 810 yards this season, got only three carries. Three carries for 20 yards. Lamar Jackson ran eight times, but some of those weren't run plays either. Some of those were, hey, I'm going to drop back and run because I'm not comfortable in the pocket. Rex Ryan today on ESPN called it the, quote, stupidest game plan he's ever seen in a playoff game. You had a Ravens team who all year long, shotgun zone read, shotgun you know, RPO, shotgun, put it in the running back's belly. If you pinch, Lamar keeps it, goes outside, and do none of that yesterday. And as a result, only scored 10 points. Why such a change from Harbaugh? What were they doing? I, I didn't understand their plan yesterday.
1: I, I, I guess they – would say the looks they were getting, but the defense wasn't conducive to what they wanted to get done on offense, and went another route. I, I guess I don't I don't know why you'd want to get away from something that you've been doing all year.
0: I I, I stayed befuddled and look, Lamar ended the game with some pretty good stats: twenty of thirty seven, two hundred seventy two yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But he didn't play as well as those numbers. A lot of that was garbage time stuff. Uh, In the pocket, he was not very good. He was checking down a lot. He was looking to run, getting sacked at times because he was looking to run. He lost a fumble. That's just not the way he plays. He needs to be on the move. He needs to have RPOs. He needs to have a bunch of things that, frankly, they didn't give him the opportunity to have. And as a result, they wasted a great showing by their defense in the second half. The Chiefs didn't score a point in the second half yesterday. They were giving the ball back to the offense over and over again. The offense just couldn't do anything with it.
1: Yeah, we were watching the game yesterday, the Chiefs, and my little godchild, she's seven years old, and she's standing watching the game and just watching it just for when they show Taylor Swift. Isn't it beautiful? And she's, like, all happy, and then she sees the game, and she looks, oh, look, that's Travis Kelsey.
0: Isn't it beautiful?
1: It's amazing.
0: that Look, okay. So, my colleague and coworker, Abby, is the biggest Taylor Swift fan that I know. She just showed me this. She got a Chiefs jersey. It's a baseball jersey. And on the back, 89, Swift. You're saying, why 89? Because that's her birth year. She's got some songs based around the year 89. That's what she's wearing for the Super Bowl. Somebody who would have not otherwise been wearing anything for the Super Bowl is wearing a damn Chiefs jersey for the Super Bowl in honor of Taylor Swift. Yeah,
1: man. We all – how many prop bets are they going to have with Taylor Swift involved? Is going to be so many, and uh, it, it kind of—I know some people it irks them to no end. It just, it, they just—they just can't stand it. I, at the beginning, I was like, "Man, what? Stop showing her!" Now I'm at the it point don't, it I don't care. Yeah, who don't Don't care. Yeah, yeah, it, cares? You don't care and uh, but it's a big topic. I mean, is she going to make the game? Will she be there in time? Oh, and, we won't be
0: able to play the game if she's not there, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, seriously. First Super
1: Bowl she, ever played on Monday night.
0: She has she has a concert in, in Tokyo, and it's going to be very interesting. I'm sure she's going to be there. But, no, man, look, before I was of the opinion of all this is just a publicity stunt, and Kelsey's just trying to market and make money or whatever. But I don't think you could fake what they were doing on the field. Like, she was hugging them, and, like, I think they genuinely like one another. And, I mean, hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, hopefully – uh, folks, get calm down a little bit, man. You're not missing any of the action on the field. Relax. If they show her, who cares, man? She's one and, of the most biggest celebrities in the world, and they don't care. That's that's exactly right. They don't get, it. and, and it's not her fault, by the way. She's not saying, "Hey, look at me." Like she can't control no, what the cameras well, show.
1: Speaking, of, I've i heard something about that. I didn't look into it, but so the game was on. Was it a uh, NBC?
0: The game yesterday was on, it was Romo and Nance, so CBS.
1: Okay, well, supposedly, that word is that Taylor Swift told them, executive CBS, like, don't show me. Chill out. At the game, yeah. And uh, good luck with that. That if if you do, (laughs) they're going to, I don't know, something she won't do concert or whatever on their station, or she just, and supposedly they showed her and a camera caught her, like, kind of a little upset Oh, hey, that she was on because she saw it in the uh, Yeah, the she's
0: just there supporting her her partner. She's not, you know, trying to be seen. She's not wearing a Kim Mulkey jacket that's neon green and glowing in the dark. And, Let's go there. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she's just enjoying so, the I So, Paul,
1: I, I, don't, I didn't look into that to see if there was any truth to it, but, uh, yeah, they're not – and they don't care. I mean, Kelsey can care less. Sam, he, he's – They're both loaded to the gills, man. He's in
0: his... Um. The Colonels got a double overtime win on Saturday. This is a team that every game has to figure out a way. Deontay Smith made a three to force overtime, made a three to force double overtime, and Nichols defeats Commerce 87 to 84. Coach Sadler in his first year is being put through the ringer. They've already now played, I think, four overtime games and I think six overtime periods because two of the games went to double overtime. But Nichols just keeps finding a way. They're five and two in the Southland. Huge road win. Didn't play their best, but found a way. That was a very entertaining game on Saturday. Kudos to them. They just find a way to to, to go on the road and and just gut it out.
1: Hopefully, that's going to get the more support at home and, and, and get it because both these coaches, the men and the women, they're into it. They uh, they're fired up. They want crowds in there to make noise and hopefully. It can happen real soon for the Colonels.
0: Did you see what McNeese did to your privateers on Saturday?
1: No, I did not, but I guess it's not good.
0: McNeese led at the 19 minute mark, UNO forty-five to thirty-nine. Six-point game, anybody's game. McNeese won 102 to 65. When they turn on the Jets and get rolling, it is something to see. They're still undefeated in the league. Seven and oh UNO drops to two and five. It was a fairly close game, but McNeese outscored them 57 to 29 in the second half. Had four players in double figures. They're going to be coming to Thibodeau pretty soon. That's going to be a very exciting night. That gym should be packed. Yes, indeed. Um, McNeese is a freight train, bro. They get a lucky win. Look, no, no sugarcoating it. They got lucky to beat Corpus Christi, but then they return home and beat UNO by 37. That's um, dominant win for a team that is the odds-on favorite to win the Southland Conference. Let's put a pin in it right here. We've got the night off tonight. I'm going to be going to watch Thibodeau Middle School take on 6th Ward. Um, LCO and Golden Meadow are both at home. Go and check them out if you got an opportunity. Both teams start at 530. Uh, Golden Meadow taking on... E.D. White. E.D. White. LCO taking on Lockport. So if you're in the area, go support our local middle school teams. Tomorrow we're making the road trip to Lutcher have South Lafouche and the Bulldogs for a boy-girl doubleheader. That's all for us today. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Reminder, Friday, we're at Tri-Parish Baseball and Softball Media Day. Um, So we'll be going visit our friends at Terrebonne General and chatting with a lot of the baseball coaches. Y'all take care. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Play by Play. God bless.
3: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.